love God, love tea, come sit down and listen. We got this. I think we're getting better each time we try it over. I do think. Don't you think? Do you think so? Yeah, I do. Well, good. I'm glad. Do you think? This is Tea Time with the Taylors. <laughs> we're your hosts, Stephen. And Kelsey. <laughs> and today we are trying a youth berry tea from Tivana. It is... Uh, I'm colorblind, so what color is that? <laughs> <laughs> it has pink in it. Pink? That looks definitely not pink. But There's okay. rose petals in there. I don't know. It's um when I put the tea bag in at first, it, um, the water turned pink. It was pretty. And then it turned purple, and then now it's brown. But I will say, the longer it sits and steeps, the better I like it. Yeah, girl, it's good. It looks more like a blood red to me. But um, it looks like tea now, regular tea. Okay, it looks blood red to me. Um, the, so it has a lustrous color. The bag is filled with herbs and spices. Um, <laughs> it's got kind of like a fruity flavor to it. It has orange peels um, in it. Ooh. Um, I like fruity better than Kelsey does. She's more like of a... like regular black tea. She's more of a bland... I like bland to drink black English. Bland style. An English person. So we're taking a whole new direction on this podcast. They um, we're no more hymnals. No more hymnals. No more hymnals. Oh, no yeah. more songs. Uh, we're wanting to veer towards actually helping every type of listener. Um, I I think the songs that we were putting out it's good for some, but not completely everybody because I mean. Um, Certain congregations don't sing those hymnals, so it's just kind of, I mean, it's cool facts, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, and it's cool to learn about it, but we want to help our listeners become more spiritually connected with God. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Um, Bring closer. So, it, by doing this, we're going to kind of be pushing it towards, you know, be with, like, dating, um relationships yeah. um we'll go with that relationships all types of relationships. just all the steps that come to it single yeah. dating engagement marriage um stuff like that yes because i think it, we all can learn from this um how are we going to do this what how are we going to do what do you where do you want to start we have bullet points but um, um well i think it's you know kelsey's been reading this book by matt chandler um, it's called The Mingling of Souls. Um, who's the other author of that? Jared C. Wilson. Jared C. Wilson. Uh, my guess would probably be he's a member of the Village Church, but I'm not sure. Um, but she's been reading that book. Um, no, he is an author. Oh, okay. Um, and it has everything to do with, um, you know, marriage, um, sex, intimacy, I guess those are two same things, pretty much. Um, but it covers kind of all of the aspects of relationship and marriage and, like, being single in it. And it's all from Solomon, which, yeah. we, if you know who Solomon is, he's the wisest person that has ever lived. Um, and it's it's a really good book. 
and reading this book, I can actually understand Song of Solomon a lot better and the beauty that's in it um, and what God expects from me, you, everybody um, with that. It's really cool. I definitely recommend it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Where do you want to begin? Um, I think we should probably begin um, when you were first smitten. With yeah, me. we decided to talk about you know kind of give a background of like how we met and like with our dating experiences with that. So I'll actually go first because okay. my story will lead into yours. Okay, sounds good. Fine. So, um, so I had been dating. I've dated. More girls than I can count. He has the um, the nickname Sugar Lips. You didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> That's um, we're gonna just we're gonna speed right past that point. Um, so I've dated more girls than I could probably count, um, which is kind of funny because. Uh, my parents had this rule that we weren't allowed to date until we were 18, so I was kind of, uh, like, uh, in the black market of dating, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like behind the back, sneaky, sneaky kind of stuff. Um, but kind of close to where I met Kelsey, I was dating a girl from church, um, and we had been dating for a while, um, Really, neither neither of us were really happy in the relationship, um, but we kind of just stayed together, and um, I'll kind of talk about why, from my viewpoint, um, after we tell our stories. Um, and but, I'm going to tell you where Steven went wrong. What? <laughs> <laughs> went wrong. Um, <laughs> and so I had been dating this girl for a while, and then I met Kelsey when she happened to come to um, a Bible study that we had. Um, it was Sunday night. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a service after the service for my my sister-in-law. Um, and that is where I met her. And then, um, and then you can, I guess, tell your side about well, Megan. Yeah. Like what? Just. So, um, if you haven't heard the story of my conversion, <laughs> so to speak, Your um, testimony. my testimony, yeah, that's a good, that's better. Um, <laughs> uh, Megan, um, she worked with me at the hospital. Um, she worked on me for, I want to say, it was at least three years to get me to go to church. She had asked me multiple times, and she was very, the way she did it was really good, honestly. It wasn't really pushy or anything. Very loving. Yeah, it's very loving. Um, and I had, um, and there was another woman trying to, but Megan was more loving at, with it than the other woman. But anyways, I would like tell her, yeah, and then I would regret, you know. Bail on her. From bailing on her. And I would, I actually mentioned to my friend one time at the bar, I was like, I told this girl I was going to go to church tomorrow, but I'm not going to. Um, but anyways, lots of things happened in my life, and then I finally told Megan, I was like, I want to go to church, um, like, I think I texted her, um, and then we actually worked together that Sunday, and Megan always felt horrible when she worked Sundays, because she wanted to be 
uh, worship with everyone, and I now understand that feeling now. So I told her when we were working, I said, I want to come to church with you. She said, well, why don't you come tonight? She's like, we're, they're going to, the youth are going to meet um, me in the building so I can do communion and all this stuff. Um, and I was like, sure, I'll go. Um, so I went, um, and I was very blown away with, like, how nice people were. Um, and it was just, I want to say it was at least, like, seven people. It might have been less. I think um, it was more, actually. But um, the people that stood out to me the most are actually people that um, are, like, big impacts in my life now and I'm good friends with still. Um, but um, that's when I met Steven, um, and I was talking to my friend, and he moved over, and I saw Steven, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I didn't realize that a church boy could be so cute. That's literally what I said in my head. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, where do I go from there? <laughs> so, this is kind of where our stories collide, I guess. Um, so we, I had broken up with my girlfriend, uh, shortly after I met Kelsey. Yes. Um, and. I would say Stephen was really nice to me, um. Before that, I had no, well, I mean, I thought he was cute and stuff, but I had no intentions to, you know, any of that. But I, um, we did go sticky note Megan's yes, car. Yes, we did go vandalize a and property. And I'm very an open book, um, very, um, so I kind of just opened up. I think I told you my whole life story that night. Probably. Probably did. Um, I don't know why, why I didn't run away then. But. And um, <laughs> he, I, I talked about, like, you know, my past relationships with guys and stuff. And, you know, yeah, I guess that's all I can, I don't know. Yeah, we went to McDonald's um, one night and we talked for hours. Well, we went to get air first. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because Stephen had a lot on his mind, and he and he was like, "You want to hang out?" I was like, "Yeah." I yeah, said, "Let's go to get air. We'll just, you know, we'll bounce it out. We'll have fun." Um, and then we went to McDonald's. We talked. We were there forever. Um, and uh, I kind of knew what was going on. I didn't tell Stephen, but I just allowed him to, you know. She deceived me. I didn't deceive you. I let you. <laughs> tell your feelings and whatnot. And when he told me what that him and um, his girlfriend broke up, I honestly felt horrible because I told him, because I, I, I think I even said, I was like, if it was something I said about my past relationship, I didn't mean, I don't want you to break up with somebody because of, you know, and so. And that was not the reason we uh, just weren't meant to be. <laughs> and we'll get, we'll, I'll get into more of it as we, we talk. And I, I'll talk about where Stephen messed up with um, that relationship. <laughs> She's always quick to point my flaws. Well, not with the flaws. It's oh, just, I mean, it, what you did is what a lot of people do. And then women can yeah. do it, too. Um, I mean, I'll mention it now. Go for it. Um, a lot of the times when you're dating somebody... Um, you you kind of lose your connect like 
put in quotations, quick connection, or you just kind of, you fall out of feelings with one another. You don't have the same mutual, um, uh, yeah, mutual feelings anymore. Mm. And a lot of people just kind of let it go. They don't, they don't communicate about communi- communicate with <laughs> about it, and just kind of put on this like you know, pretty much a show facade. Yeah, facade. And then that's not fair for the other person at all. Um, I mean, I've had this happen to me multiple, I had that happen to me multiple mm-hmm. times because, you know, that person's scared of hurting that person. However, you're hurting them more when you're just putting this fake, when you're putting this facade out, um, when you need to just be honest with your feelings and like, Hey, I'm not feeling it anymore. This isn't working out. We need to stop. Like we tried, it's done. Um, and I think I, we, I, I mean, I think I've. Yeah, no, I know I, I made that mistake before growing up. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Um, and I think we need to, I think we can learn from mine and Stephen's mistakes and everybody's with that. When you don't feel the mutual respect with somebody, cut it off. Will it be, will it um, feel, will you feel like a horrible human being? Probably. But will you feel a bit better about it later? Yes, you will, because you did the right thing. Um, And um, same goes with if you are trying to pursue somebody that made their feelings known and you're still going out with, you're making them feel uncomfortable, just stop. Um, I am a prime example of that. I did that. And looking back, I am like, wow, I was an idiot. And I feel bad that I did that to that guy. He probably felt real awkward because I feel awkward thinking about it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Side note. Okay. But all right. Um, but that actually leads into our next point, <laughs> um, which is um, why a lot of people something that I struggled with, um, and Kelsey kind of already mentioned. Um, a little bit about it, but um, this is a lot of a lot of people date for this reason, um, and I think this is probably one of the most common reasons. If I if I were to to guess, um, is either they feel like they need somebody to be there just to be there, and that was how I was. Um, or they think that their significant other is going to fulfill them. fulfill them or complete them as a person or in some way. Or fix the brokenness uh, from their past. Um, and so, like I said, that was me. Um, my relationship before Kelsey, I didn't break up with my girlfriend. Um, because I just had this constant need for somebody. It wasn't necessarily that I needed them to fulfill me because I, I felt fine on my own. Uh, it just felt like I needed somebody to be there. Um, and Stephen from, um, always felt like that mm-hmm. in any relationship. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I had so many girlfriends was because I just felt the need to be in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and that may have been I think it was a little bit of, of pressure, but I think it was pressure put on myself and not necessarily from anybody else. 
Um, but I do think people feel pressure from... But his best friend put him in check. As he always But it didn't does. really work, but... It didn't, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take what he has to say little. No. <laughs> um, but, uh... What was that saying again? I don't remember. <laughs> um, but, but I think people feel pressure um, from whether it's friends, um, whether it's... Uh, well, I think there's a lot of pressure, too, of hurting that person's... Um, feelings because you do like as a Christian we love I mean we we're very loving in nature and you don't want to you don't want to break those people's hearts and especially when you're in a relationship with somebody just just because you like don't have the same mutual feelings anymore it doesn't mean that you don't care about them um, and you it means that you do care about them because you don't want to hurt them, but you know, like, but you have to make the, you have to, you gotta make those tough, you gotta have those tough conversations. That's what I was trying to get at. <laughs> <laughs> does, that, does that make sense? Yeah. You tracking? Um, <laughs> something like that. You tracking with me? Um, and so that's kind of, we, we want to touch on the point of. Not necessarily dating somebody to just feel like that's there while that's not good because then you you do get in relationships where you just don't have mutual feelings for somebody but they're just there because you want them to be there um, which is unfair um, but I think we we really want to really want to point out the dating people um, or getting married to somebody because you feel like they could fix the brokenness in your past or that they could complete you as a person because I think I think that's a lot of why people date other people mm. and I've seen that with um, I've seen that with really broken people they'll they'll go to people who are also very broken thinking that well they've been through maybe similar situations so maybe they can help me to kind of get past this um, which just isn't how it is. <laughs> um, because the, the only person that you should be looking for to complete you is Jesus. Um, Kelsey. And that's the whole point, um, is let's, you can go through life single and that's okay. And there's a lot of pressure on people that are single, um, because they are single. Um, but we need to keep our focus on Jesus always. And when you are in a relationship, that should be the main focus. Um, and if it's not, then get out. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, maybe, maybe we should address before we go into that, the idea that it is okay to be single. Maybe we should talk about that yeah. before we even talk about because um, if you're listening, you may be single. Yeah. Um, and not really looking for a relationship. Maybe you don't want one right now. Or you are single and you're looking for a relationship, but you might actually be looking for a relationship because you feel the pressure mm -hmm. that you need to be in a relationship. Yeah. Maybe you're older. Maybe you're in your 20s or your 30s. Um, and, and your mother is saying, when are you going to bring me grandkids? <laughs> um, you know, and I, I know there's a... Give me. Give me, Graham, yeah. 
I know there's a lot of pressure with people who are that age, especially because at that age you're expected to get married, expected to find somebody, expected to have kids. But that's um, that's the world's expectations. Well, I think too. that's that's a lot of Christians' expectations yeah, too, know. unfortunately. But, and we need but, to get that expectation out of our heads because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yes, I mean, we, um, it just it's very it's not good. No, it's too much pressure on people. Um, and I think one of the best encouragements I could probably give you is I did a sermon on this, um, and in First Corinthians, um, I think it's in seven. I forgot to look it up before we did this, but I think it's First Corinthians seven. Paul talks about the idea um, that he wishes everybody was single like him. Um, and I always thought when I was reading that when I was younger, I always thought that was extremely weird. And I always thought why, I always wondered why he said that. And it, you don't really get the answer until the end of the chapter around, um, like, verses 30 and up. Um, I don't remember the exact verses. Um, but you don't get that answer until then. And, and the reason is, is because um, people who are single... Um, have less anxieties, they have less... They have less obstacles. Obstacles, they have less stressors. Yeah, because, like, in marriage, um, there's a lot of things that are... You have a lot of tugging going Mm -hmm. on. Pushing, pulling, things that are just pushing and pulling you. Um, And I can actually, you know, being married, I can... I can vouch for that mentality. And, you know, Paul, through inspiration, wrote it. So, he's saying, you know... These single people, their main concern is how to be pleasing to God. That's their main concern. Um, it's not how they're going to make ends meet. It's not um, their safety. Uh, it's, it's about pleasing God. And he says the married person has a lot more obstacles to face, a lot more stressors, a lot more anxieties um, to face. And so his priority, I guess, um, is how he's going to take care of his family. Um, and being married, I can um, I can definitely vouch for that. Because I would... Some of the anxieties that I have now were never there when I was single. Ever. Um, and one of them is money. Um, and we don't struggle. But... Uh, you know, one thing that I think Thank of, think God about. we don't struggle. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank God we don't struggle. Um, but one of the things I I never thought about um, was money. I mean, I would pay I would pay for you know our youth groups lunches all the time, uh, and now I just don't. <laughs> and so uh, Paul's saying, you know, the best encouragement for single people that I can give is uh, Paul saying, look, you know. I would rather you be, not necessarily I would rather you be single, but I would rather you have the mentality of a single person. Because again, their mentality is to please God. That's their main focus. Um, And they don't have a lot of the stressors that married people do. And so, you know, if you're single, praise God. And, you know, do everything that you can to seek after him rather than trying to, to maybe 
make yourself glorified in, uh, to make yourself a successful person. Um, you know, live your life to glorify Him because you don't have all the stressors. Well, I shouldn't say you don't have all the stressors. It's not but, saying like it, it, we're not saying that. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna say. You're not gonna be. You might not be single forever. God might send you. Mm-hmm. You know, the person you're going to marry, and that's wonderful. Um, but I think it's very. There's just so much pressure on you guys because. You know. And I mean, you do. I mean, as a woman, you want a. A lot of us want a family. Um, I don't even think like necessarily we want a husband. I think a lot of it's that you <laughs> are very. Um, we want kids. Um, I feel bad saying that, but I mean, I feel like might be the reality of a lot of people. Uh, um, but I don't. We just just try not to let the pressures of people um, kind of make you feel like you need yeah, to yeah like you need have to have a relationship you, you don't need it and like you can have a a um, like you'd have now that you have a more fulfilling life but you would have a fulfilling life because you have Jesus by being single and that's what Paul says right um, just because i just because i married doesn't mean i'm going to be more fulfilled than you because. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think anybody who's married is gonna be like I'm more fulfilled than Paul. Like, yeah. clearly not. Like, <laughs> this man was going through every obstacle you can think of, and he was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm content." Um, so, for, for those people who are single, maybe not necessarily looking or or looking, um, know that Paul would rather you <laughs> be, be single so you don't have to deal with all of the anxieties that just randomly come up. Um, so, I, I think that was important for us to tackle first, because I don't think a lot of people hear that. And I think, especially if you if you go to church, um, I think there are a lot of stressors from people at church telling you to get married and telling you to have a relationship or telling you to have kids. Know that that's okay to be single. Yeah. Um, know that it's okay to live that way the rest of your life if that's what you really want. Or if that's what God has planned for you. So, I think that was important for us to tackle before we uh, we go into actually trying to find a, somebody dating. Kelsey is digging into our cookie dough at the moment while we're doing a podcast. Okay. Because uh, I'm calling you out. That's um, good. <laughs> so I think the... I don't even remember if I introduced it or not, but the next idea... Um, Stop trying, stop, stop putting your significant other or trying to find a significant other. You already said that. Um, oh, yeah, that's why I'm trying to um, sum it up so they remember again. Um, to complete you. Uh, rather look for Jesus in order to do that. Um, and we tried this a time before and what something Kelsey said was, if you do that, if you look for a significant other to complete you or to fill in the the cracks, unrealistic expectations <clears throat> on another person. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean... Because we cannot be Jesus, you guys. As she says with a mouthful of cookie dough. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, I mean, for people who are broken, um, no human being, no, no sin, sinful human being is going to be able to fix you to the point where you're going to have the, the same peace and joy and happiness Not that you would. Not even with that. Um, when you are, um, when you are in a dating relationship or in a relationship, or you dating, relate, marriage, whatever, <laughs> in a relationship, when you put out those expectations, um, if I put that expectation on Stephen, that he's going to be, he's going to fulfill me, I'm going to be real disappointed really quickly because he's not going to meet those expectations. He's not even probably going to come close yeah. to them. Yeah, I'm not down. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, and we gotta gotta get that out of our heads. Um, stop putting these expectations on our significant other and our spouse, um, and kind of ask ourselves why we have those expectations. What's going on with us that we have that expectation for um, the other person? And then rearrange our thoughts as to who we really need to put that expectation on. Yes. Um, and and not even that. Like we're not. It, it, I say put that expectation on um, almost like it's kind of like a, a burden for Jesus. But Jesus is like, bring he's it. There, yeah, he wants our burden. Yeah, he's like, bring it on. I'll take everything uh, and make you make you whole again. Um, and so... We uh, have to... When you're in a relationship, um, this isn't just with like dating or marriage, but... Like your friendship, marriage. I mean, your friendship, your friendship relationships too. Um, you have to, you have to remember that we are sinful in nature. Um, we are imperfect beings, and we're going to have to give each other grace um, because we are going to fail one another miserably. <laughs> Um, yep. more often than we would like. Um, so I want you to keep that in mind. Um, and we need to keep that in the forefront of our mind always because when somebody, when you're, when the other person messes up, you need, you need to ex extend that grace and be like, okay, let's work through this. It'll be hot. Whatever, it, there might be some hard things that you have to extend Obstacles grace to. Extend things. grace to, but if Jesus can extend grace to you, you better be extending it to others. <laughs> yes. Um, which is a, a huge downfall for a lot of relationships. Um, and I really think it is because they just they put those expectations on their, their significant other. Like, man, they just, they have these expectations that just are absolutely unattainable by human. And, and a lot of these expectations, I really think, come from, like, um, the movies we watch. Oh, for um, sure. And, like, you know, Instagram, mm -hmm. social media. Yeah. And it's like, you guys, those are not real expectations um, at all. Um, there, was, there was a guy on... It was like an Instagram reel that I watched, um, and he had one tiny little glass of orange juice, and he had a big glass of orange juice, and he said, the tiny glass of orange juice is your life, 
it's still full, but it's small. Um, it, it's smaller than this big glass of orange juice that's full. Um, and he said, uh, the big glass of orange juice is what you see on social media and Instagram where these people have glorious lives and they're going and traveling all the time and they're always smiling with their spouse in their pictures. And he drank the, he drank the orange juice from the little glass and he said, but I want you to remember that every single person's life is just as much full as the other. And he poured the big orange juice into the little tiny glass and all of that orange juice fit into the small glass still because it was an illusion. Um, it was an illusion. The, the big glass was an illusion as to how much really had in it. And he, he was saying, you know, no person's life is is going to be all glamorous and all wonderful. You're just seeing that side from, from, from Instagram because that's what they want you to see. They don't want you to see their, their downfalls or their fights or, uh, you know, they got in a car wreck or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I think that's something that we, we also need to realize that, you know, you're seeing the best on social media, uh, of a person's life. And that is not, something that you need to compare your life to because and when it comes to like movies or shows oh, you're yeah. seeing it's all fake mm -hmm. literally all fake mm -hmm. um the romance is fake <laughs> um, um, we talked about the other day this is just bringing it up sex life um a lot of people compare it to pornography and there have been porn stars who have come out of the, the porn industry and been like, that is not realistic. Do not put that expectation on your spouse. But a lot of people, I think, do. Um, that is actually, um, I mean, when you do that, you're, oh, there's so much. Well, and we'll get into it later. There's so much but, influence from the world that really damages our um, relationships, our marriages. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's definitely... Why and that's that? and that's the perfect reason why we shouldn't seek out another worldly person yes. to complete us, but somebody who's Definitely. willing to take on those that brokenness and be like, bring it on, I'll fulfill you, let's I'm do this. Telling y'all, you need to study the Song of Solomon <laughs> because it's literally the example we are to uh, follow. Um, and it, it even shows the the example of, like, sex and how we are mm -hmm. to be intimate. And honestly, when I was reading that, I was like, what am I... Like, I felt kind of dirty reading it. Like, <laughs> um, but, but God put it in there for us to learn from mm -hmm. it. <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. Yeah. Uh, that was just one of our side rants. Um, so... I think if we were trying to wrap this up here, the biggest advice that we could give to you is for those who are single, just like Paul, be content with the situation that you're in. Um, it is okay to be single. There's nothing wrong with being single. Paul even says, that's great. <laughs> like, I mean, Paul was single. Yeah, Paul was single. I mean... He says, that's great, you know, continue to do it if that's what you want to do. Um, but, but know that that is okay. Um, 
and be okay with the situations and the opportunities that God has given you. Um, and use you being single um, in order to glorify Him. Mm-hmm. And then the next advice would be um, don't put, don't try and find somebody who you think is going to complete you. Or don't don't date. Don't put expe- expectations on another being. Don't put Jesus... Good advice that we're giving. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm trying to figure out how to work <laughs> I know. We're, we're like stumbling over yeah. it. That's why I was saying that. One, so for the first, first part of it, don't look to date to find somebody who's going to complete you because yeah. you're not going to find it. The mm-hmm. second part to that is don't put expectations mm-hmm. on your significant other that are unrealistic. Yes. Um, that are only... Jesus can reach those expectations. Yes. Um. Mm, yeah. And then we did brush up on too, I, um, this advice. If you are having, if you're in a relationship and you're having, you're not having the mutual feel, same mutual feelings as, um, well, I said same and mutual. If you're not having mutual feelings <laughs> as the other person, you need to do the, the good Tell thing. Them. You need to tell them. It will hurt them, I'm sure, but it will hurt them down the road if you just keep on dragging it mm-hmm. and put on a facade. And then they're. And, that, and that's not going to do you any good either. No, it's not. To stay in something that you don't want to be in. So. That would be our advice to you. And it's not godly. No. It is. <laughs> At all. <laughs> so that would be our advice to you. Um, we will get into. So we'll, we'll continue to. To kind of go into the dating phase, um, and then kind of what's expected um, in our in the next podcast, um, and we'll kind of dive into the Book of Song of Solomon as well, um, help you better explain that or better understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, we love you guys. Hope this helps, and we'll see you next time. Bye.